Hello, everyone, and welcome back to BoJack Horse Pod. Wait for it. The BoJack Horseman story. Today, we will be talking about season three, episode five of BoJack Horseman, love and or marriage. I am your host, Kirsten McKinnis, and I am joined, as always, by the lovely Lindsay Wilson. Lindsay, how are you? Oh, my God, Kirsten. It's the present again. We are speaking in present day. This is weird. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's been so long since I've spoken to you. You were such a constant presence in my life for six months straight, and then we just ha- haven't talked for like four weeks. I mean, not on yeah. Zoom anyway. We were on a break. Yeah. <laughs> How was your summer vacation? I know you had a thousand other podcasts. Well, it hasn't been a vacation. It's been really busy. I have floated down the river two more times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Love Island is back. Big Brother is back. I watched a whole season of survivor and podcasted about it and and like in good time too i feel like you weren't scrambling to finish it oh i was done in advance Lindsay. (laughs) i had a whole day after i finished watching it what a star student to just hang back and asia did the same thing we both finished it the day before so oh my god front of the class yeah kind of like the best at these survivor ponds no big deal <laughs> what about you Lindsay? what have you been up to i feel like you've had more interesting things going on i don't know i did also a survivor podcast that was very fun but that was like a month ago at this point so no one cares but i also went to new brunswick visited my family that was really awesome and have since come back and then like pretty soon i will be in your part of the world we are going to be not only in the same time zone, but in the same province. Lindsay. Yeah. What, what? When can we hang out in person? I mean, as soon as possible, right? Well, I, I mean, I, you should like get settled and like start school and stuff probably. Yeah, true. But, but like... There is a time in the very near future when we could conceivably be doing in-person BoJack Horse Buds. Okay, well, I'm sorry. If we're hanging out in person, I don't want to spend that time recording our podcast. We may only hang out if we do a podcast. Like, I'd like to just, you know, hang out, like... Meet in person. I don't know, like, eat a pizza. Mm, uh, French fries, maybe. Eat some French fries. We can't eat some French fries. Like, we're adults. We're allowed to order whatever we want. Mm. Uh, you know, just, like, d- doing activities. Yeah, I don't know. I'm into it. We could drink some wine. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Sounds like a lovely time. I know. You'll you'll have a, <laughs> yeah, a lot of wine. <laughs> I'll have a few to several glasses of wine. <laughs> You'll be like, oh, I've had two glasses of wine. It's all over. It's and all like, over. No one can take me seriously. Lindsay, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, so well, I look forward to it very much. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be, like, great. It's so good. I'm so excited. And then Cam will meet me in person and be like, oh, this is the unhinged woman who told me about a <laughs> podcast emergency. <laughs> what exactly is your definition of an emergency just for future reference <laughs> hey it was a podcast emergency you confirmed it true it was and in terms of updates no updates but i have since read all of rb dub's book so now he can be extra impressed by the fact that we are smart funny and very well read look at you head of the class queen <laughs> queen, of, queen the of the class even <laughs> it was really good actually i'm not just saying that in case he's listening i actually very much enjoyed it you're such a teacher's pet there's no <laughs> bonus points for brown nosing lindsay hey, Abby Deb, it was just the best book i've ever read i loved it you should really come and talk about it Arby Deb, hang out with us challenge <laughs> just gonna be a podcast about his book and darkwing duck <laughs> exactly what else could we possibly have to talk about <laughs> incredible not certainly not the shows that he's created no 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 
But we could talk about the show. He's we on. could, <laughs> but like, do we have to? Like, I I just feel like. Ugh. I saw that tweet that was like, I guess we could talk about BoJack could be the tagline of the show, and I really loved it. Honestly, I was like, oh, do I make this the bio for a Twitter account? And then I was like, I just changed the bio for a Twitter mm. account. Like, maybe later. Yeah, maybe yeah. I can do that later. Yeah, but we're we're back in it. We're back in BoJack. Season 3, episode 5. I forgot. I, I don't remember anything about season 3, so that's great for me personally. <laughs> yeah, it's been a minute since we have recorded just the two of us, I think. We also had some yeah, good guests. Yeah, we had back-to-back guests our last two episodes that we recorded before the break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our episode with Brian Scally has dropped, and we got rave reviews for Brian Scally, my bestie and yours. Mm-hmm. I It's great because he gets so... I feel like he doesn't like it when I'm like, oh, I'm bestie. <laughs> <laughs> but we say it on here, and now it's official. I'm like, sorry, Scally, you're my bestie. Deal with it. <laughs> and then well, it hasn't dropped yet, but I'm sure that we're going to get rave reviews from Martha coming on for Fish Out of Water. Though I think I think we might get some hate for our opinions on that episode. I agree. I think we're going to get dragged a little bit. Go ahead. At us. <laughs> at Bojack Horsepod. I don't care. Yeah. I feel the way I feel. I'm a human being, okay? I'm That's a human right. being. <laughs> and the gist of it was that we don't feel, so... <laughs> Yeah, I'm dead inside, okay? Deal with it. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. I support you in this and everything. Ugh, and I support you in this and everything. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a love fest. Oh, my God. So glad we're I, back. We just have our mutual admiration society. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what our first hangout will be, the first in-person session of the mutual admiration society. I can't wait. <laughs> it's either. gonna be so fun so good Ugh, what a dream okay well i guess we could talk about <laughs> i guess we could talk about bojack <laughs> so it's the premiere day of secretariat yeah wouldn't it be Whoa. funny if nobody saw it <laughs> yeah wouldn't it be wild if nobody even saw it and no one watched it would it be weird <laughs> so weird it'd be so weird if nobody saw it yeah Todd is harassing Bojack. It's a montage of Todd just bugging him. Like, Mm -hmm. ooh, happy premiere day. Oh, my God. What if people don't watch it? Do you think people are going to like it? Blah, blah, blah. People are seeing your movie and judging you all over the country. And I love that when he's doing this, he's wearing, like, an old-timey swimming costume thing when he gets in the tub with Bojack. Well, I mean, he can't get naked in the tub with Bojack. That would be weird. (laughs) Incredibly weird, yes. No, it's uh, perfectly acceptable for him to be in his old-timey swimming thing. Yeah, it's just normal like this you now you mentioned to me before we started recording that at some point in the near future you might spend some time in Banff um, Mm -hmm. Alberta yes now if you go to the hot springs there you can rent an old-timey bathing costume to wear in the hot springs can you actually yeah no I made it up (laughs) that'd be such a weird thing to make up I guess why do they have that so you can take pictures looking like you're an old-timey well it's just like some people go to Banff and they don't anticipate going to the hot springs they have to rent a swimsuit and then uh, it's just kind of their thing that it's old-timey that's awesome (laughs) I wonder if COVID has ruined that I hope not because I'm into it I Alberta's open now yeah fair but they do not have a great vaccination rate so just be careful (laughs) those hot springs are riddled with COVID. It's a hot bed. It's a hot bed for COVID. Well done. Also, the hot springs in Banff aren't that great. The ones in Radium are much better. Okay, noted. And also, there's like other ones that are probably closer to Vancouver and stuff, but I only know about the Calgary, Mm -hmm. Calgary adjacent ones. (laughs) Greater Calgary area. 
greater greater Calgary area. <laughs> oh, if you wanted to stretch your trip out, you could go to the Nordic Spa in Kananaskis. Oh, I don't know what, where that is relative it's to anything. close to Banff. Oh. And in. it's, an, I've always wanted to go. Making but then I moved it. away from it. Nordic Springs? Nordic Spa? Spa! Nordic, Nordic Spa! This looks nice. Doesn't it look really nice? Yeah. I want to go so bad. I'm into it. A lot of pictures yeah. of people making out in the spa. Well, you could make out in the spa. <laughs> that could be me making that out in the spa. That could be you. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like very common romantic getaway. Yeah, it looks that way. A lot of these pictures, could, very heteronormative. You could get a couple's massage. Oh, yeah. All of these things. Riddled You're with like, COVID. Actually, no thanks. I'll pass on Actually, that. If everyone could just get further away from me, that'd be great. How did we get um, here? Oh, the swimming costume. <laughs> right. Okay. So then we also have. So Bojack is laying on the couch and Todd is like looming over him, continuing to pepper him with questions about this. And Bojack's like, my career is over. <laughs> he's just like, it's all over. My career is gone. And he's very, very unhappy. And he's, this is very relatable. Yes. Like <laughs> Bojack getting into a tizzy over nothing is me. <laughs> too real but i told like well but like didn't it do well at the film festival it's like it doesn't matter film festivals mean nothing film festivals mean nothing it's just get some leaves on the poster (laughs) but now it's about what people really think Mm -hmm. and fortunately princess carolyn calls to let bojack know that the east coast numbers are in and secretariat is wait for it a huge success. <laughs> why would you make me wait for that? You're, I mean, why would you make him wait for bad news? I think yeah. that's worse. <laughs> True. Good point. Like, imagine if it's like, hey, so I've got your COVID test here and wait for it. You have COVID. <laughs> like, that's, that's way worse. That's devastating. Like, that's way worse. Like, stand by. Stand by. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's terrible. It'd be way better if it was like, wait for it. You're all clear. Yeah, Hooray. exactly. Right? So Bojack is no longer a TV actor that was thrown into a movie. He is a bona fide, wait for it, movie star. <laughs> and how does he feel about this? He's so happy. It's the best he's ever felt. Since <laughs> last like glorious moment where he's just like awesome with sunglasses on, smashed to credits. <laughs> yeah, perfect. G- great pre-credit scene. Secretariat is a huge hit. Yep, yep. He's a star. Again, I don't understand how, because everything we've seen of this movie is really bad. <laughs> True. Oh, good point. I always forget. Like, I feel like I'm just like, yeah, they eventually went back to the good version, but they never do. This movie should be trash. He's not right? even in it. <laughs> yeah. And yet, he's a movie star. Yeah. It's his best work. Yep. We also get the setup for Mr. Peanut Butter and Diane, and they are in couples therapy. Yes. How do you feel about Mr. Peanut Butter's comparison of their relationship to the Jamaican bobsledders in Cool Runnings? That really made me laugh. <laughs> like, thank you for Jamaican me open up like that. Very, very good. I am not a big and never have been a big family guy person, but one of the only things I remember from that show is that there was a moment where it was like, they're playing, I don't know, like a taboo or something, and it was like, it's a movie. Like, is it a good movie? Like, it has its moments. Cool Runnings. <laughs> I feel like it's a classic. Yeah, I've seen it one time, and I saw it when I was, like, 16. You've only seen it one time? Yeah, yeah, and I was, like, completely unaware of it until, like, the mid-2000s. What? Yeah, like, I'd never even heard of it before. It was filmed in Calgary. Oh, did they use the Olympic thing? I think so. (laughs) I don't know how to respond to this. 
<laughs> All right. What is the Rotten Tomato score on a cool runnings? Give me your best guess. Sixty-three percent. Slightly too low. Seventy-six percent. The uh, yes, the I wanted to say it was in the seventies, but I was scared that I was overestimating. <laughs> I'm afraid that you were too fond of Cool Runnings, but no, the world loves Cool Runnings. Yes, beloved film. Ninety-two percent of Google users like this film. That's right. Yeah. I feel like RB Dub actually tweeted about this very recently. About the the Cool, cool runnings. runnings like reference. Nice. Oh, no. Yeah, it was the Bones thing that he tweeted about recently mm-hmm. about American Dad. Yeah, it was. He tweeted this on. So it's July 25th, 2021 right now. And on July 23rd, he tweeted, "Was n- I was not aware of this American Dad Bones bit when we did a very similar Bones bit on BoJack a few years later. And then he replied, but it is incredibly funny to me that Emily Deschanel, actual Bones, got the exact same phone call twice. And both times <laughs> she was like, sure. <laughs> And then another reply, oh, and this one's only from nine hours ago. Yeah. Just remembered that David Boreanaz declined to participate in our Bones bit for reasons I couldn't begin to imagine. <laughs> David Boreanaz sighting. <laughs> Don't tell Leona Boris. <laughs> Boreanaz house. Not Boreanaz house. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, I my Lord. absolutely did too until this exact moment. <laughs> okay, so... Back to therapy with Diane and Mr. Peanut Butter. And they have a little bit of time left for Diane to speak. So I guess she hasn't gotten to speak this entire hour. Yeah. (laughs) And she goes, Mr. Peanut Butter, I think you're great. Yeah. That's it. Because she's not good at putting emotions and feelings into words. (laughs) Aren't you a writer? (laughs) Aren't you you a writer? She's like, yeah. uh, And a social media person and blah, 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 like a million other things. Yeah. And then the therapist is like, okay, well, I'm not going to say who, but like one of you should work at putting their emotions and feelings into words as a writer would. <laughs> Mr. Peter Butter's like, is it me? <laughs> She's no. like, no, it's not you. Yeah. Did you ever watch, did, did you ever see any of the TikToks where it's like, the audio is like, one of you will betray me tonight. Like, <laughs> is it me, Jesus? No, it's not you. Is it me, Jesus? No, it's not you either. Then the last one goes, is it me, Jesus? And they go, is it me, Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen that, but that's very good. I like them a lot because it'll be like, the person will be like, oh, me like going to a party. Like one of you will betray me tonight. And the first one will be like mixing beer and shots. And the other <laughs> one will be like not eating dinner first. Well, and then the third genius. one will be like something. It's, it makes me laugh every time. I feel like I poorly describe TikToks and that is a recurring part. <laughs> it's become a bit in the show. No, that's good. I can picture it. It seems very good. These young people are so talented. <laughs> They really understand comedy in a way that we never could. (laughs) We also get the setup for Princess Carolyn and Judah. Judah has picked a group dental plan. The tooth, the whole tooth, and nothing but the tooth. (laughs) Seemed comprehensive. Seemed comprehensive. And then he'd like to talk if this is a good time, which it is because she has nine free minutes. And he brings up all of the things that he has taken on above his current role. She's like, oh, you're asking for a raise. And he says, I was thinking an ownership stake might be more appropriate. I thought I'd ask for 15. You'd counter with five. We'd settle on 10. She's like, awesome. Sign the paperwork. Yeah. (laughs) I love Judah. So efficient. He really just like does everything for Princess Carolyn and is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I, I've, I've always loved him and I am continuing to love him on this watch through. Yeah, no, he's so good. And he brings up that she has a night off. Yeah. She's the- like, oh my God, when's the last time that happened? It's like, it hasn't. 
and it will not again yeah <laughs> uh, and so she's like oh well get, can you get me a date for my night off joking but he does not see it as a joke yeah because she's like oh i think maybe you should get me three dates he just uh he's gonna run with it and you know what he did what he had to do yeah okay so then this i feel like this is the place where we can kind of split into we've said done the setup and then we can split into the the stories does that does that work for you that works for me okay i want to talk about diana mr peanut butter first okay so Actually, no, we should not talk about them first because of how their story ends. Oh, it's true. Crucial. Should we, end, should we end with Diana and Mr. Peanut Butter? Let's do that, yes. Okay, so let's talk about Princess Carolyn. Yeah. She gets these three dates from Judah. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I was joking. Yeah, and then he's like, he's like, yeah, I sometimes struggle with understanding sarcasm. And he's like, I once spent 45 minutes at a fascinating lecture at the Apollo Theater before I realized it was a comedy routine. Oh, no. Poor Judah. And then he also brings up the part where he's like, yeah, plus you have all these lawyers coming to change light bulbs. And I'm now realizing that was a joke, too. Very good. She has these dates very close together. One's at 7, one's at 8.30, and one's at 10. It's like, hey. Knock them out. Efficient. Yeah. Just like Judah. Have you ever gone on multiple dates in one day? Uh, Let me think about that. No, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> You? <laughs> no. You think I'm going on? Stop it. Uh, oh, Lordy. Okay. Well, I feel like that's like the underreported story here is that like in a very short time, he's able to lock down three different men who are just like available for a date. I mean, he's efficient. Okay. Yeah. That's what he does. He gets it done. Like you give Judah a task and it will get done and it will get done very well. Yes. Okay. So her first date... Is it this auto glass industry guy? <laughs> He's so bad. And I would rather be dead. <laughs> we call our business the industry because we think we're more important than everybody else. He's just the most boring man that has ever lived. He's talking about windshields. Exclusively. I Like, I, nobody cares, sir. Not even a little bit. Nobody cares. And the other thing, too, is... So two of the three dates are voiced by Paul F. Tompkins, and this is one of them. Oh, man, I didn't catch it. Did you Did you notice that, or are you IMDb? No, I don't know what anybody sounds like. <laughs> I'm obviously on IMDb. Because I was going to be like, oh, you always say you can't catch it when it's Paul F. Tompkins, but you did this time. Okay, fair. No, I did not. He actually did several voices in this episode. Yeah, very talented guy. He's, he's a voice actor. Yes, yes. Is he the rhinoceros date as well? He is. Okay. That is correct. Good, good. But yeah, so that's date number two, the albino gyno rhino. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's basically just like, oh, this date's going great. I'm really glad that you're someone my age who knows that you're too old to have children. She's like, what? <laughs> yeah. It's like, who made you an expert? And he's like, well, I am a gynecologist. I, he's like, I'll be happy to put you up in the, in the straps and take a look at those cat eggs. I died at cat eggs. <laughs> I died at put you up in the, the stirrups. The stirrups. Yeah, oh, so funny. Made me very uncomfortable. And he, she, she said, "Well, if you, no, I wouldn't. Not if you were the last albino gyno rhino in the world." And he's like, "Well, I'm the only albino gyno." <laughs> yes, very good. I guess an albino rhino would be pretty rare, right? Yes, I would think so. I think rhinos in general are quite rare. White rhinoceros. There are only two rhinos of the northern white rhino left, but oh. both of them are female. Oh. 
So Oh yeah. no. Guess he is incredibly rare. Oh no. <laughs> there are still some southern white rhinos. How many southern ones are there? Oh my god. <laughs> Those two rhinos are protected around the clock by armed guards though. Yeah, as they should be. The southern white rhino, they're, they're near threatened, and there are between 19,600 and 21,000 of them in protected areas and private game reserves. They're the, they are the only of the five rhino species that are not endangered. Oh, that's better than I would have thought for them. I thought, like, every type of rhino was, like, basically gone. Well, they're all endangered except for the southern white rhino, but the northern white rhino is, like, basically extinct. Yeah, I mean functionally extinct do you think like did they save any like sperm from the other like northern white male rhinos before they died like could they do some insemination like yeah i wonder if that's could we could we bring it back do we have their dna yeah or maybe they're planning to just like breed them with the southern one and get like a hybrid going it's a new rhino yeah this is really sad we are famously big into genetics on this podcast we're really big into genetics (laughs) It's not something I expected about this show when we first started. I mean, what did you expect? (laughs) What did you expect when we started this podcast? Please tell me honestly. Good question. I definitely was expecting a lot of seemingly unrelated tangents. That's for sure. (laughs) I'm going to take that as a compliment. As Um, you should. (laughs) It's the best part. uh, I mean, I don't know if people agree. (laughs) But yeah, so then there's an interstitial between date two and three with the slug goo on someone's <laughs> steering wheel, which my, I laughed really hard at. My notes literally say interstitial with slug valet is very funny. <laughs> Mine says interstitial with slug goo on the steering wheel. Oh, that's good stuff. Yeah, Look the, at us. <laughs> so connected. The woman is just like so repulsed by all the slime, as you like, would just be. The, the look on her face as she's looking up at the the slug and the slug's like, I don't know. Like, my bad. Like, I don't know. What do you want from me? I saw the biggest slug I have ever seen just like three weeks ago. Oh. It was like well, six hiking? inches long. No, we were camping. Oh, six inches. That's humongous. It was huge. Was it like a weird color? It was like camoed with the tree it was on. Oh my god. It was massive. Like <laughs> it I'm not exaggerating when I tell you how big it was. Wow. That's slightly horrifying. It was my brother-in-law was like, "Look at that giant slug." And I was expecting like, I don't know, a normal-sized slug. <laughs> but no, it was massive. Wow. Jeez. Was-, was it creepy? It was just sitting on a tree living its life. Yeah. It didn't bug me and I didn't bug it. Good, good. I, I don't like to mess with bugs when they're in when I'm in their home. Exactly. They live here it's too. It's only when they come into my home that I have to murder them <laughs> with extreme prejudice. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, I agree with that outlook. But like if that slug had come into my home, I wouldn't have even been able to do anything about it. Like I'd be like, oh, I guess you live here now. I have a roommate now. <laughs> guess the I'm rent- in its territory. <laughs> Rent's due on the first. <laughs> oh man and then you'd have to like keep your cat away from it because that would just not be something you'd want to witness i'd have to like put a bowl over it and like a paper under it and like Mm, smart get it outside like because i couldn't kill that that would be disgusting that'd be deeply deeply horrifying i'd be like puking while i was trying to clean it up oh god yeah no like it would be a big problem that would that would have to be caught and released Mm -hmm. because like i'm not scared of slugs i just think they're gross (laughs) 
Yeah. I'm scared <laughs> that's of a good spiders. Take. Did I tell you? Have I told you how my apartment has started getting beetles? No. They're in the hallway, and then they crawl under my front door into my apartment. Oh. And then I am like, why are you here? <laughs> and they're really big. They're like an inch long. Oh, God. No, not into that. I don't, I don't like them. I actually haven't seen one in over a week. I don't know if I have mentioned the centipede issue on the podcast to this You point. definitely have, and it's disgusting. Yeah, so that was like one of the, the greatest things about being away from my home for three weeks was that there were just no centipedes to be afraid of. How many were there when you got back? There was a dead one in the bathtub. So we had showings of our apartment while we were gone. And I think the people, I think maybe like the guy who was showing it or something was like, ah, a centipede and then like drowned it in the tub. I don't know. But there was a dead centipede just waiting for us when we got home. At least it was dead. Yeah. They are sent directly from the devil himself. Most, most things with that many legs are. Too many legs. Too many. Yeah. Anything with too many or too few legs, I've (laughs) got questions about. Ugh. Like worms also, ugh. Not enough legs. Although if it had a lot of legs, legs. then that would be truly demonic. Equally as bad. (laughs) It would be equally as bad. It's demonic anyways. Anything that you can cut in half and it's going to (laughs) survive, like, no. It shouldn't be. That's not right. (laughs) Okay. Well, okay. Date number three is a mouse. Yeah. You can't set up a date with a cat and a mouse. Yeah. How did Judah let that one go by? Come on, Judah. And uh, it's very cute because it's like, oh, you're a mouse. You're a cat. Well, may all your disasters be this easy to avoid. (laughs) But then it's like, ugh, dates are horrible. This date's canceled. But like, we could still go get some food. Mm -hmm. Yeah, specifically a great cheese plate. Most people like a nice cheese plate. Yeah. I love that his last name is Stilton. That's very delightful to me. Why is that delightful to you? Because it's a type of cheese and he's a mouse. (laughs) Well, I don't know about cheese. I don't like cheese. Oh, true. I forgot you don't like cheese. I'm a big cheese guy. Yeah, you don't have to judge me for not being a cheese guy. Yeah, it's fine. I'll allow it. Now, Ralph Stelton is voiced by Raul Esparza. Oh, that was, means nothing to me. He has a familiar face to me, but I don't know why. Oh, he was on Law & Order SVU for like nine years. Time. So that could very well be. He was also in the Hannibal TV series, which also could be. Yeah. Um, If people watch Pushing Daisies, he was in two episodes of that. Hmm. But I think it's probably from Hannibal and Law & Order SVU that I recognize this man. Yeah, I don't know this man. I see his face and I'm like, I know you. Yeah. Probably from that. He also was a voice in the cartoon about Ferdinand the Bull, (laughs) which I never saw that movie, but that book was like my favorite book when I was a kid. Yes. Very into that book. It's just the bull who just wants to stop and smell the flowers. Yeah. Give him a break. God. Honestly, am I like the human version of Ferdinand the Bull? (laughs) Because people expect me to like fight. And they're like, I don't want to fight. Yeah. You're like, I'm a lover, not a fighter. I'm like, I'm an eight. I can't help it. But like, I don't want to fight. I'd rather smell the flowers. <laughs> You're an eight. So people expect you to fight. Just let eights you be you. Are the, eights are the Enneagram version of bulls. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, Chappelle, can you send me a voice memo and tell me if that's accurate? <laughs> Chappelle sends me voice memos about our podcast sometimes and it's delightful. That's hilarious. I was about to be like, this will be a good check to see if he's still listening. But Oh no, he's he listening. Chappelle said that this is his, like when it drops on Tuesdays, it's the first podcast he listens to of the day that it's like his, like one of his favorite podcasts. Oh my God. What a compliment. I know. He needs to come back. 
Yes. Oh, my God. Chappelle, please come back immediately. So Ralph and Princess Carolyn have a very good non-date. They're clearly vibing so well. They're, it's like, hey, maybe we should go on like a date date. When are you free? Mm-hmm. But Princess Carolyn is never free. Never free. I do think it's important to note this like horrifying story that Ralph is telling as they walk to the car about him being trapped in a mousetrap. Oh, yeah. He got caught in a mousetrap and there was blood <laughs> everywhere. And they're just like, ha, ha, ha. What a great story. Well, whatever. Let him live, okay? <laughs> he, sur- he survived. Yeah, he's good. And so he has a very smooth reaction of here's my card if you're ever free give me a call if not i'll just meet someone else and invite you to the wedding yeah (laughs) very good they have like it's so cute they have like such cute banter but then it's like literally they're a cat and a mouse this is doomed to fail (laughs) like no it's like a horror movie yes very much like that but yeah no they have great chemistry these two May all your disasters be this easy to avoid but then it's not easy to avoid because they get along Mm -hmm. oh terrible (sighs) It breaks your heart, you know? So she goes back to the office. Judah asks how the date went. And she's like, oh, a waste of time. He says, they almost always are. Yes, very true. And then he asks her to sign holiday cards for all the staff. He's wrote personal little notes on her behalf. And he even wrote one to himself. That's like, Judah, you're a great employee and I'm proud of you. It's so, <laughs> like, oh my God, so tragic and lovely I, and just a delight. Like, <laughs> it, it made me so sad. Sad. It's just like, oh, Judah, you are those things. And she does feel those things. And it's so tragic that you had to write it yourself. But it seems like her signing it, he's just like, yes, good. I am appreciated. It made me so sad. Mm-hmm. And she has I this like, know. she has this look on her face. that's almost like a little smile of like, yeah, he is a good employee. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I am proud of him. And he's so good. Mm-hmm. He even wrote for himself like a good. Mm-hmm. Uh, perfectly captured my feelings about him. It just makes me sad. So then let's go into the Bojack and Todd of it all. Yes, let's do it. So Bojack is a movie star now. Yeah. And that means that he gets certain privileges in this world. Like when he goes to a full restaurant, he gets a take key for Sutherland spot. <laughs> they use the no smoking sign to light his cigar. Yeah. Like he is he's not like regular people. Yeah. And yet at one point Todd is recognized instead of Bojack. Yes. Emily is here. Mm-hmm. Why do people keep saying names that aren't mine? He's like, Bojack's like, uh, this is about my attention. Thank mm-hmm. you. Should we take this as an opportunity to talk about Kiefer Sutherland? Sure. I think we should, you know, of 24 fame. True, yes. Mm-hmm. His, I think, grandfather created public health care in Canada. Yeah. Um, and Donald Sutherland is a big deal. <laughs> maybe we shouldn't be talking about this. <laughs> He's a guy. <laughs> He's like a guy who's alive. Um, 24 is like a big deal. Josh Wiggler loves it. Yes. Designated survivor somehow lasted three years. It lasted three Um, years? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) 2016 to 2019. Oh, my God. I got distracted looking at Donald Sutherland credits. (laughs) Well, what what do you want to talk about with that? I mean, he's the President Snow in The Hunger Games. Oh, that guy. Yeah. I think he's in The Pillars of the Earth. Wasn't he like a big deal in that show? I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) It's fine. Let's move away from this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> see we've not gotten any better at this in our time I, I mostly just wanted to talk about tommy douglas creating public health in canada <laughs> good okay yes i'm into that so anyways so that's a he, thing <laughs> that's a thing his mom's dad created public health care in canada get on board america 
interesting how the policy that most Canadians are most proud of was created by an NDP premier. Uh, so interesting. We can learn something from that. Okay, well, that's all I really wanted to talk about. But yeah, so Emily is like, I loved the BoJack Horseman show. And BoJack's like, you mean horsing around? Yeah, she's like, no, no, the BoJack Horseman show, because it was terrible, and it was just the worst, and I was laughing at it. Do you understand? She's like, I don't think I'm articulating myself well. My enjoyment didn't come from a place of sincere admiration. <laughs> like, it was just, I was just thinking, like, what an ill-conceived television show. Like, this is so bad. Who thought of these horrible ideas? <laughs> It's so good. I love how detailed she gets in this criticism. But she loved it. Loved it. They find out Emily's there because her stupid best friend is getting married and it's a rehearsal dinner. Yes. And Pojak's like, oh my God, we should go crash the wedding. Normal people love when celebrities crash their events and drink their booze. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Emily keeps reminding him it's just a rehearsal dinner, but he doesn't care. And he's like, let's crash the wedding. So they do. They go and crash the rehearsal. They've got like a, a boom box and a bottle of alcohol. Mm-hmm. And, and it turns out that people actually do love it when a celebrity crashes your event because everyone's delighted that he's there. Yes. Tanisha's father is very excited. Yeah. And he also is voiced by Paul F. Tompkins for oh, the record. Nice. Yeah, they're like, this is uh, the happiest day of my life. <laughs> Right? And it's like, he's like, okay, well, I'm not going to read these thoughts that I've been writing for the past eight months. I'm going to turn over the mic to Bojack. (laughs) Yeah, and Bojack makes his speech about like, oh, it's rare that you find that one missing puzzle piece who completes you. And when you know, you know. You know? You know? (laughs) I like the bridesmaid speech, too, where she just keeps going like, Tanisha, Karen, Tanisha. Karen and Tanisha. (laughs) And she's like progressively sobbing more and more. (laughs) I do love that it's a lesbian wedding and it's never really commented on. They're just like, yeah, it's just normal. Yeah, it's just a wedding. I love that. I'm really, really glad that they did that. And yeah, so, okay. I feel like people in happy relationships are like, when you know, you know. Yeah, yeah. When did you know, Lindsay? See, I don't think that... I believe that. <laughs> Ooh, nobody show this podcast to Cam. <laughs> I don't think it's like a when you know, you know, because I think that's kind of like a like a little bit of a soulmatey kind of idea of like, oh, I have found my like perfect person. Like, I don't think that there's like one perfect person for everyone. I think there are lots of people that you're compatible with and you just like find someone that you think is worth making it work with. But how do you know when you found the person that's worth making it work? What, how, when did you know? I feel like it's like become increasingly clear to me when it's like even at the points of like the most stress or like the most difficulties in life. It's like he's always just like nice and reasonable and like wants to get through it as a team instead of like just being a dick. (laughs) So what you're telling me is that when you know, you know. When you know, you know, you know. All these happy and love people make me so upset. (laughs) But yeah, so this does cause a little bit of trouble. Because Tanisha's like, I don't, I only think I know. <laughs> I don't know that I know. So there's like a brief moment where the, the wedding gets like kind of called off, but then Bojack talks her back into it. Mm-hmm. What did you like what he said to her? He says, no one completes anyone. You should just find someone you can halfway tolerate. <laughs> you sink Love. your nails in and you don't let go no matter what. Reasonable. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you need to settle because as you get older and lonelier, you'll try to like fill the hole in your life with friends, a career and meaningless sex, but the hole doesn't get filled. And one day you realize everybody loves you, but nobody likes you. And that's the loneliest feeling in the world. Anyways, <laughs> I wrote down, he says some very sad stuff and the wedding is back on. Um, (laughs) yeah your version was very succinct and accurate 
But okay. So then the real situation with this rehearsal is that Emily and Todd are back together. Yeah. And Emily tells Todd about a situation where she was using a very popular rideshare app, but mm-hmm. she doesn't want to say which one for fear of getting sued. And the driver like pulled into a parking lot and was like, can I touch your hair? Yeah. Creepy. Super creepy. Super creepy stuff. And so Todd is like, well, what about a rideshare app for women that only has women drivers? Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, oh my God. <laughs> Genius. Great idea. You always had such great ideas. Mm-hmm. He also invented a cupcake gun. <laughs> the, the cupcake gun. Is that guy trying to kill himself? No, he's just eating a cupcake. <laughs> I like how Emily's like, no, go back to the last idea. <laughs> yeah. No, and I also really enjoyed that Todd's like wedding snack that he's eating or like rehearsal dinner snack is like he has pieces of cake that he's just dipping in the chocolate fountain. And I was like, I can think of nothing that I want more than that in this moment. That sounds delicious. Yeah. <laughs> I love a chocolate fountain. Mm, yeah. Our chocolate fountain's over. No, you don't stick your hand in it. I know, but what, you what don't, if people like, double are double dip. dipping? No, who's double dipping in a chocolate fountain? I don't know. Someone who's a monster? Well, okay, then we won't have a chocolate fountain with them, but, like, we could have a chocolate fountain. (laughs) We won't have one at our wedding. (laughs) We could just have one. Just have it. Like, my ex's parents used to always just, like, do a a chocolate fondue for dessert when we went for, like, Sunday dinner. Oh, my God. I feel like I would have stayed with that person just for that. (laughs) It was so good. We, I have never had so much chocolate fondue in my life. Oh, that's incredible. You know what's, like, shockingly really good in a chocolate fondue? What? Red grapes. Oh my god, yes, yes. I'm aware of this and I agree with you completely. They're shockingly good. <laughs> you know what else is shockingly good? What? Baby carrots. In a chocolate fountain? Yeah. Wow. It's I know it's I know it sounds wild and crazy. <laughs> but carrots have like a pretty high like sugar content. So yeah. sweetness goes well with them. Like again, I'll stick anything in a chocolate fountain, okay? <laughs> I'm in a chocolate fondue. Yeah, we did a fondue one time, and this was when I first discovered that Cameron had a fondue pot, and he invited these people. And that's when you knew. (laughs) And that's when I knew. That's the real (laughs) answer. And we invited these two people over, and we get there, and they get there, and it was like the girlfriend of these two people had like a horrible horrible flu this is like pre-covid and she like shows up and is like super feverish and coughing and cam's like oh my god we have this fondue and i was like oh my god like we need a separate thing for her like this is a nightmare truly a nightmare anyway fortunately we didn't get sick so what you're saying is that chocolate fondue is covid proof it seems that way yeah okay good to know well now i know that cam has a fondue pot so yes bring that to the west coast maybe that can be part of our mutual admiration society meeting i can't wait so we're gonna have pizza and french fries and chocolate fondue and wine and wine (laughs) i guess i should probably like find someone to bring so that cam has someone to talk to (laughs) well we just like talk about how great we are yeah Because obviously he can't be in that conversation. <laughs> you may only contribute if you say other things about how great we are. Otherwise, you may only speak when spoken to. <laughs> <laughs> you can bring us more fondue and you can speak when you're spoken to. Those are the rules. Add more chocolate to the pot. <laughs> what a dream. Oh, <laughs> okay. Perfect. Can't wait. <laughs> this is shaping up to be the best hangout ever. Incredible. So Emily is like, do you think your girlfriend would have a problem with us like working together on this project? I love Todd's reaction. He's like, oh, my God, this is so embarrassing for you. I don't have a girlfriend. That is a really weird assumption for you to make. You look really dumb right now. (laughs) Yeah. And she's like, no, no. Like, I also don't have a boyfriend. I was hoping that you wouldn't have a girlfriend. Like, I was just checking. Uh Bojack just like swoops in and is like, oh, hey, there's nobody in the room right now. 
Like, here's a room key. You should maybe go check if the bed works because he can see that Emily is looking to hook up. Yeah. Uh, Todd is very panicked by this. Mm-hmm. And he's like, let me finish this drink. Finish this drink. And he's like, I'm just going to get one to two more drinks. And then we'll go check out that bed. Okay, Todd having several glasses of wine. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so he drinks more and then goes up to the hotel room with Emily. And Emily's like, I want to go into the hotel room and fool around. Do you? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I'm feeling kind of sick. No, I don't really want to. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's just like, yeah, I'm feeling gross. Just I'm just going to go to bed. And then just kind of leaves her looking sad in the hall. She just oh. looks so confused and hurt. And she is. But also, obviously, her and Todd have some communication that needs to happen. Yeah. And like Todd's clearly not giving you any sort of consent here. So. Like, he didn't really give a signal that he wanted to fool around. Mm -hmm. He actually gave a signal that he would do anything to avoid it. A lot of signals, yes. Including Um, playing in the laundry cart. Yeah. He's like, oh, do you want to, like, put on sheets and pretend we're ghosts? And she's like, no, I don't want to do that. I want to fool around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. And then she goes (sighs) back downstairs. Then she goes back downstairs. And drops a hey, hey, with Bojack. I don't care for that. No, I have in my notes in all capitals. No, Bojack, no. He can't help it. He's a movie star. Yeah. Rules don't apply to him. Ugh, he's terrible. But like, it's not like Todd is actually interested in her. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God. It's bad. It's still bad. One thing that also came up during the storyline is Todd brings up, oh, well, I did like do the voiceover in a Mazda commercial, which is something that Aaron Paul, I believe, did. Yes. So. Yes. I Good did. work. I did see that in uh, when I looked up this episode. Episode trivia. <laughs> You're just, you want to be more like Brian Scally and look up the episode trivia. <laughs> I did copy it down this time. It's not that oh much that's my good. Lord. Okay. Well, <laughs> I didn't even need to look up the episode trivia to know that. Wow. So look at you. Your face. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk. I feel like the Diane of it all is kind of like the main meat of this episode. It's what kind of pushes the plot forward the most. So... Mr. Peanut Butter and Diane are talking about communication. And Mr. Peanut Butter's like, yeah, that's why we go to therapy. Like, communication's a process. Being very understanding and nice. Yeah, and Diane's like, you had good models to look up to in terms of communicating. And, like, you had the whatever Labrador Peninsula. And your mm-hmm. family is just, like, idyllic and perfect. And I had the isthmus of assholes. <laughs> yeah, she didn't have a great life. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? That's why we go to therapy. That's right. So then she gets a text from... Alexi Brosafino, who's invited Diane to his house for a party tonight, Mm -hmm. and they had previously mentioned that maybe she would go cover one of his parties for Instagram, but she didn't know it would be tonight. Mm -hmm. Now, Alexi Brosafino is voiced by Dave Franco. What do you what do you know, Dave Franco from? He began his career a small role in Superbad. There you go. I don't know this Are guy. Are you just reading his Wikipedia page? Yeah, I have no idea who this is. Well, I know of him from Neighbors, probably. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he was in the movie Warm Bodies, which was about, like, a zombie coming back to life and falling in love or something. It's in Scrubs. <laughs> oh, I hate that show. Mm-hmm. Yes. We're a strongly anti-Scrub podcast. Anti-Scrubs podcast over we don't want no scrubs <laughs> yes oh my god that was beautiful yeah i don't i don't actually know this man he was in if beale street could talk that was a famous movie sure i've never heard of it before what what is it called if beale street could talk 
nothing. If I'm like pretty it. sure that this movie was at least Oscar nominated if did not if it didn't win. 2018 romance award. drama. Oh god, this movie seems quite depressing. This, like I'm pretty sure this movie won Oscars. Maybe. Or at the very least was nominated. That historically doesn't help me. <laughs> Winner of best performance by an actress in a supporting role. I'm pretty sure it's a really good movie. I haven't seen it, but I've at least heard of it. Yeah, no, never good before. Lord. It seems very, very heavy. Most things that get nominated yeah. for Oscars are. <laughs> it seems like the kind of thing that got nominated for an Oscar, unlike Secretariat, which is apparently not at all heavy. Did you know that Dave Franco was in an episode of Seventh Heaven? I saw that at the very bottom. <laughs> Anyways, okay. It's, I guess his brother's more famous. Yeah, it seems that way. But so, Mr. Peanut Butter was hoping that they could snuggle up on the couch and watch Bones. Like, I don't think that's what it, you think it's about. Did you ever watch Bones? No, but we talked about this and it really made me laugh when you were like, everybody's always like, oh my God, did you watch Bones? No, it was like this. The, the, ugh, there was this guy a grade ahead of me and we were in the same <laughs> chemistry class because I was a grade ahead in chemistry. And he'd be like, he'd like point your, his finger and he'd be like, did you watch Bones? Like it's a joke. <laughs> I was like, everyone in the grade ahead of me was like, did you watch Bones? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no, the delivery you gave on that was like in a very early episode that we recorded. I remember laughing for a very long time. Okay, well, good to know. Um, <laughs> good to know. I guess that because we talked about Boreanaz. That makes exactly. sense. Okay, it's all coming together. <laughs> so she goes to this house. I will say she like says to Mr. Peanut Butter like, oh, I'm definitely going to call you if I'm out late. But she like does not have a good track record in recent episodes of doing this. Well, I think that's why he checked. I think if she had a good track record, he wouldn't have asked. Yeah, fair. It's also uh, important that we flag the moment where she's like, I feel like such a nerd. And Mr. Peanut Butter says, the only nerd that you should feel like is a nerd that he selected you, which really made me laugh. I <laughs> preferred to pretend that didn't happen. <laughs> it killed me so bad. So Diane goes to the house and he comes to the door and he has a tiny watch on. Oh. A tiny, tiny watch. It's like very, str- especially for the time that this was. I feel like it's weird that he had such a tiny watch. Did not clock the tiny watch. You probably didn't even notice that uh, there was a watch because it was so <laughs> tiny. But she goes in and is like, oh, hey, Snatch Batch. And they're like, yeah, we don't actually call ourselves that. Like, yeah, we have like a lot of sex, but like that's kind of what like the news calls us. Yeah. We also love brunch. We could be the brunch bunch. <laughs> yeah, Diane tries to make fun of the guy named Shit Show and gets in trouble. Like, no, 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 we can make fun of him because he's our friend. Yeah, she's so genuinely apologetic. Like, I am so sorry, Shit Show. Yeah, so they have, like, she's, like, hanging out, vibing. She's learning that there's a lot more to Alexi Brosefino than she thought. Mm-hmm. He actually does, like, some humanitarian stuff. He has some, like, really famous art in his home, which, like, yeah, he's famous. Duh, he has good art. What do you think? <laughs> But they're a very, they're actually like very accommodating of her and very kind to her. Yeah, surprisingly so. They're they're quite nice. It's like it's always nice when you learn that you you have been you know, thinking wrongly about the popular people. You know. Mm-hmm. Yes. So they do a drug called Gosh. Yeah. She's like, oh, what is it? Like Molly? <laughs> yeah, some drug dealer from 2013 found a time machine and gave us this Molly. Yeah. So they're on. They take some Gosh. Yeah. Diane's like, here we go. Oh, it doesn't hit right right away, does it? Yeah, it'll it'll be a couple minutes. Yeah. So she is like, Diane is still nervous about like having been invited to the party at all. But what happens is one of the other men goes, well, what happened to hot Diane that you invited to the party? (laughs) 
and she's like oh like, wouldn't it be so funny if you meant to text like cool hot diane but instead you've invited me like goes off on a tangent and then it's like oh that's exactly what happened yeah <laughs> and at that exact moment is when the gush starts to kick in of course and everyone is instantly very high she's running away alexi follows her out yeah i like how she's animated here where like she's got this weird like aura trail thing behind her while she's running and just like everything's kind of weird and trippy yeah the show does a good job of like making things look a little weird when they're on drugs yeah and so she's like oh my god my jeans feel amazing <laughs> like i'm feeling so much love i'm so full of love and alexi's like yeah so come back inside like you're on a lot of drugs and he's she's like no i have to go home and tell my husband mm-hmm. yeah because alexi tries to have a moment of like this isn't high school like we're all just growing up hanging out and like he has a good moment where he says like i'm a handsome white guy i never feel like i don't belong yeah i'm shocked to hear it yeah <laughs> But so she goes home. I really hope she didn't drive. Yes, agreed. But like, I, she might have. Maybe she has more in common with Bojack than we thought. Yeah. Maybe she took the questionable ride sharing app. Ugh, maybe. Yeah. I mean, that's that could be a thing. She's like, Mr. Peanut Butter, I'm on drugs and the drugs have something to say, but the drugs come from science. So I think we should trust them. Yeah, give it a listen. <laughs> so she basically is talking about how she loves him so much she like thinks she knows herself maybe she doesn't know herself but like he's so good for her and she loves that he does crazy things like fill the house with spaghetti strainers (laughs) she loves him she needs him and she doesn't always know how to tell him yeah yeah and she's like basically recognizing that she's made up of a whole different kind of versions of herself but all of them love him it's nice it's it's cute. Yeah. So then she decides she's going to carry him to bed, even though he's much bigger than her yes. and weighs more. But the drugs are telling her to do it, so it must be a good idea. Yeah. But then she falls and breaks her wrist. Yeah. And it's all drugs' fault. It's all drugs' fault. So they're at, like, urgent care of the hospital or whatever. And she's like, well, what's going to happen tomorrow, though? The drugs are going to wear off and I'm going to be mean. Why am I so mean? Yeah. This moment's hard because she's just like, oh, everything's going to go back to normal. We're going to fight and I'm going to cause it because I'm so mean. And it's just like, yeah, poor Diane. Poor Diane. But then she says, well, hey, let's go to the Labrador Peninsula and see your family for New Year's. Yeah. And see his uncle playing the flute. And she's like, oh, my God, I want to hear it. It's like, you can't. He plays in dog frequency. Love that. Yes. Love that. Then the pig doctor comes in. <laughs> We've got to have as much Patton Oswald as possible. Uh-huh. And he's like, yeah, but like lay off the drugs, especially now. Yeah. And she's like, why especially now? Don't worry. Your baby's fine. Uh- <laughs> Yeah, so big reveal here. Yeah, Diane is pregnant. Yeah. And will it be a dog? Will it be a human? What's the situation? <laughs> Who can say? Yeah, she gets cut off and like, mother fuck. Yes, yeah. and then I did not stop my Netflix fast enough. And then the start of the next episode is fucker. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, that is the, that's the end of the episode. Yeah, yeah. Diane's pregnant. Diane is pregnant. Truly shocking. With a baby, maybe human, maybe dog. Yeah. Maybe both. Maybe both. Yeah, I guess they're all part human, so yeah. Wow. What a wow, what an episode. What an episode. What do you think of this one? I feel like we didn't really give our like high level thoughts. I feel like it's a good episode, but I also was just like really excited to be watching Bojack again. Same. Yeah, it'd been such a long time. It was like uh, it's probably been a month since I've watched an episode of Bojack. More than Literally. That. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'm, I like this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like this show a lot. Yeah. Do we get it? Any any questions? Yes, a bunch of them. So the first one, let's go back to last week from Sarah. She said regarding fish out of water. 
She said, I'm realizing as Bojack is trying to write a letter to Kelsey, so much of his being is wrapped up in what other people think of him and whether or not people like him. I think that's one of the reasons that the show and Bojack as a character really speaks to me because I think some part of me and maybe us is always wondering what other people think and we kind of monitor our actions and thoughts and words based on that. And Bojack just wants people to accept him in the end, but he's afraid of them not accepting him, probably because of how his parents raised him and because of that he pushes people away and he self-sabotages. Makes him such a relatable character. He's not villainous. He's not a good person, but he's not a bad person either. He's just realistic and I think that's what makes the show so special and this episode one of my favorites and I can't wait to hear your thoughts. She might be a little disappointed. I'm going to push back and say that Bojack kind of is a bad person. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. I think he's more on the side of being a bad person. But a realistic person um, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, like definitely we see why he is the way he is and like yeah. people don't just like become bad like out of nowhere but like mm, I think he's a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. She also sent a lot of thoughts on this episode. She said, I don't think it's realistic that Diane would be, wouldn't be good at expressing or communicating her feelings. I think it's more realistic to say that she knows what she has to say and it will end her marriage so she can't bring herself to say it. I think that's very perceptive. Yeah, but like she can't say that in therapy. Like, oh, hey, yeah, I know exactly what to say, but if I say it, we're getting divorced. So yeah. Have we seen other moments up to this point where she's been like just bad at expressing herself? I guess with Bojack, I feel like there was some like Unsaid I feel stuff. like she really doesn't express herself well like I think she expresses other people's thoughts and feelings well mm-hmm. but when it comes to herself it's like she doesn't know herself and yeah. doesn't know how to like put that out there I really do think that yeah yeah and like she can't I mean at the end of this when she's like you know I love you so much Mr. Peanut Butter like I think that's a moment of her like that's genuinely what she feels and she has a hard time being that vulnerable most of the time it's hard to let your walls down yeah for sure Let's see. She says, I love Dave Franco in this role. That's Alison Bree's husband. Oh, amazing. (laughs) How would you react to a movie star crashing your wedding? I mean, I now I have to put myself in a mindset where I'm having a wedding. Yes. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how I feel about anything in that world. (laughs) Do you think people should settle? I mean, I, I don't think that it's actually settling what Bojack said. I think it's just like, I think people need to be realistic. Mm-hmm. But like when you meet someone who's a good fit for you, it doesn't feel like you're settling. Yeah. Like it feels like you're settling down. Yeah, and I think, like, Bojack's thing where he's, like, when you find someone you can halfway tolerate, you should sink your claws into them. It's like, like that's Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't ever sink your claws into anyone and not let go. Yeah. Like, if someone doesn't want to be with you they don't want to be with you Mm -hmm. you can't force anything exactly yeah come on and then lastly why isn't mr peanut butter fixed if he doesn't want children spay and neuter your pets people (laughs) yeah but i think that like fixing a dog is very different than how you would like fix a person Mm -hmm. like like would they do dog vasectomies or would he be like balls cut off oh god like how would they do it in bojack it's a great point it's a conversation we should be having <laughs> and we could have if a certain someone would come on the podcast rb dub <laughs> come on the podcast so we can talk about <laughs> fixing mr peanut butter oh god morgan wrote in and said where do you guys think judah found the guys he set princess carolyn up with i feel like it probably wasn't a dating app since ralph didn't even know princess carolyn was a cat are they friends of judah or did he just walk up to three random men on the street he probably like went through a matchmaking service i think probably yeah like he's efficient yeah he's very good i don't think he just went up to three random men i think he vetted these people and he was like ralph is a mouse but it doesn't matter because i think this is a person that will have good chemistry yeah 
kind of struck out on the first two but well they are both like settled in their careers and like successful people they just sucked yeah and like and I think he put the person that maybe she would have the best chemistry with at the end of the night on purpose maybe so that she could spend more time with him Judah's the best I really like Judah me too and lastly we have a message from Shani subject line a five-star review but as an email um, okay. so happy I found your podcast it's my feel good podcast I can listen to you talk for hours you have the best dynamic a pair of podcast hosts can hope for I love from Germany uh, from nice. Germany hi Germany yeah. we got some new reviews too yay one of them just says yes from the young stags <laughs> thanks young stags uh, Jules our beloved Jules I yay just realized I never left you guys a five star review even though I'm this podcast's biggest fan it's very nice Jewels. Well, we have two jewels, which is the confusing part. But one of the jewels was in the chat of my Twitch stream last night. Oh, wonderful! We love them both. And they were they were like, "This is the first time I've ever been able to watch." And I was like, "Oh my god, hi!" <laughs> and then this one, your boy BD, wonderful. Finally caught up on this podcast and loving it. Thanks, <laughs> your boy. Your boy. <laughs> oh god! I also heard from MJC. He really likes it as well. Oh yes, he let me know he was catching up. Yeah. What a dream. Yeah. Nothing more out of Canada, shockingly. Canada. These Canadians. What the hell? I know. I know. If you are in Canada listening to this podcast, it, leave us a five-star review. What are you waiting for? What? Like, wh- how much do I have to verbally abuse you before you'll leave <laughs> us a five-star review? It's like, I could get mean if I have to. Yeah. Don't don't test her. Don't. Do not <laughs> test me. I'm an eight. <laughs> she is an eight. I mean, like the the Twitter verse, it's been active, but I forgot to tweet that we were recording an episode. So there's no, this is gonna be a fun surprise for everyone that we're back from summer vacation. We're back. We're back, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Yes, that is all for um, me. But yes, if if you would like to be a part of the conversation, you can tweet us at Bojack Horsepod. You can email us at bojackhorsepod at gmail.com, or you can leave us a five star review on your podcatcher. We love five-star reviews. We only listen to five-star reviewers. Looking at you, Canada. Looking at you, Canada. Like, I'm sorry. We're getting emailed reviews from Germany. We're getting reviews from Sweden. But our own backyard can't support us. Come on. Yeah. What is this? Like, who are you? Yeah. Unacceptable. Okay. Lindsay, people can find you on The Simpsons then and now. They sure where can. Where you talk about one old and one new episode of The Simpsons. Yeah, we've also been on summer vacation, so we haven't released a new episode in a while, but we are looking to get going again imminently. <laughs> Not everyone can take a summer vacation how we take a summer vacation. <laughs> yeah, we are truly perfect. Is there anything else that you want the people to know about? Uh, I think that's all. I haven't done anything else. Okay. I just realized I know the podcast doesn't know, but the next podcast we record, I will be double vaxxed. Ooh. That's a big deal on this podcast. It is a big deal. Oh my god. Incredible. Pretty, I hope that it goes wonderfully for you. Me too. Me too. Of course, if people want to hear more from me, you can follow me on social media at Kirsten Said What, including twitch.tv slash Kirsten Said What, where I'm still managing to stream three times a week. Oh my god. I don't know. I don't love myself enough. I, as well as covering Love Island over on the reality TV wrap ups feed with Brian Scally, our guest from two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Fan favorite, Brian Scally. Fan favorite, Brian Scally. Also, I've been doing about one Big Brother podcast a week over on RHAP as well, which is a dream. Mm-hmm. God, you're so busy. I, I, I really, you really can have it all, you know? <laughs> Truly all. 
<laughs> but yeah, so go follow us, go review us, listen to Lindsay's other podcast, follow me on my adventures. But we will be back next week to talk about season three, episode six, Brap, Brap, Pew, Pew. <laughs> yes. I couldn't say it. I can't say it properly. It just like, 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 Brap. Yeah, yeah. Iconic episode with your favorite, Extina Aquafina. I can't wait. Sextina. I said Extina, just like Christina Aguilera. Anyway, you know what I mean. Sextina Aquafina's back in the house, and we will talk to you then. Bye. Bye.